Welcome to my underground bunker, my garage, in this very, very, very confusing and scary time. I want to bring you guys some smiles and also some cheerleading related chat. So I have started the podcast. I don't have a name, so if you want guys, if you guys want to DM me or comment below the name you think we could call this podcast, but this is the podcast with no name. Now, my first guest. Yes, guys, my first one, and I've got a guest. My first guest, we're going to have on the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Horton, formerly known to the Chilean community as Bear Drews. I need to get a horn. Soundboard for this for this podcast. Um, formerly known as Bear Drews, he is the tumble... Master. He has taught at Spring Conference. He has taught at taught at Future Cheer Flight School, and he has his own traveling clinics. He is also one of the coaches at Ascension Eagles Cheer in London, who is actually coached by legend Angela Green. So yeah, let's get the first podcast with no name, and let's get our first guest on, guys. Get me, welcome. To the first ever podcast, Mr. Bear Drills. Thank you for having me. I will have done you a, I'm going to do like a, a big intro and I'm going to talk about you. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm going to big you up and then be like, boom, welcome. Oh, look, this will be me like epically disappointing. <laughs> oh, you can't see it. Epically Disappointing. Not there. What, man? <laughs> that looks good, that looks good, that. Gonna have to use a different pen. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you calling your podcast? I don't know. Coffee with Sam. Coffee with Sam? The Coffee Club. I don't know yet. The, co the Coffee Club. <laughs> I don't know yet, to be honest. <laughs> too early, too early. It's just, I feel like I'm stuck in my, in my bunker here. In self-isolation. Are, are you in isolation as well? You got cold? Well, no, but with the missus working for the NHS and that, we feel oh, right. have to stop. You understand. Communicating. <laughs> Kelly's a key worker as well. She's, um, she's still working in schools. So I know it's not, it's not the same level, but it is. Well, yeah, my mum. My mum's still working for the NHS kids. She's still working, so... That's what I mean. Kelly's looking after um, the, the key workers' kids, effectively. So, um, yeah. Tough times. Oh, it's rough, isn't it? It's crazy. So, it's what fun. have you been doing for your business as well as to be able to uh, keep going? AEC's pretty much closed up shop for in terms of in-gym exercises. But um, we are trying to set up like a home schedule that athletes can follow, but yeah. we're also trying to do a, um, we're also looking at how Zoom works for us and whether we can do live classes. But we've got, we did a lot of pre-recorded things um, that we're gonna upload. We're gonna pilot it this week, Tuesday to Thursday, Friday. 
yeah. see how that works. And then we're going to have like a combination of um, pre-recorded stuff go up during the week. And then when teams would have trained in the evening, we're going to try and set up classrooms or Zoom meetings um, for them to do live, um, you know, live interaction with, with each other and whatever. But it's about trying to set that up at the moment and how that would work and how it would look because um, by the looks of it, everyone needs to have a Zoom account. So that would be... Uh, yeah, but you can... So for anyone else who's going to end up watching or listening to this, you can... Once you know the invitation I just sent you, you can send one that's like that. You click it, and then it takes you through the process of downloading Zoom. Oh, okay. So it'd be just a case of just following the. You send and you'd send a blast email out to all the athletes. They'd get an email with a link. They click the link. They follow it, and then it says, "Download this. Do this. Do that. Do the other. Set your accounts up. Call cool, now. You ready?" I think it's really good because I think a lot of, from what I could see, a lot of programs are exploring something similar. Oh, yeah, it's all over the UK cheer coaches group. How can I do classes? How can I do classes? How can I do classes? I think it's um, because it's so unprecedented. It's about trying to make sure that everyone can sustain themselves because you don't know where the other side is. So it's, yeah. really, it's like really, in terms of the, the tumble clinics, I think everything is cancelled at the moment, which is just like crazy. Same. Yeah. Thing. You said you were down to nothing. Down, nothing. Down to this. I'm down to sitting in my garage, <laughs> inviting people to come and talk to me, <laughs> and hope that it works. Uh, I love it. It's not. Nice this, this is the plan. Where the podcast wants to go is, I want to get loads of different people on, bring some laughs to people, as well as sl- slightly educate. But also tell people off. <laughs> for what? For not for stay in your house. <laughs> stay in your houses. I've already seriously considered doing a runner. I've been homeschooling this morning. You used to be I a mean, teacher there, right? Yeah, I did. Secondary school kids, not a six-year-old. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> went to the dark side, mate. <laughs> homeschooling a six-year-old. I'll teach you a lot about yourself and who you are. <laughs> what age? What age is? What age is second, secondary? That's like eleven. Uh, yeah. Nah. 11, I, I can deal with older. I, I, pref, I, in terms of if I'm trying to teach an old, an older kid, I much. When I was an English teacher, that's where I was comfortable. So when it's kind of that stage, you really admire them. <laughs> I admire those teachers. Yeah, I I think that's why a lot of people are struggling with the whole to stay in because of kids. (laughs) As in, no, as in, I feel like that's a lot of people's. Well, I can't. How can the kids stay in? How can I keep the kids in? And I think that's why a lot of people are struggling to do as they're told. I've seen some really good. I've seen some really good. um, I don't know things that kids can do out there so I don't know if you've seen the Lego challenge that's pretty cool so like each day a kid has a challenge and they have to like create something where do they uh, where do people find that um I got sent it but I'm assuming you could probably just go on the it's, a, it's an official Lego thing so you could probably find it on the Lego website but um today the goal was to create your own fairground ride let's get some questions then okay. related 20 years. 
How did Roberto get into cheerleading? Well, I didn't actually, I wasn't the first member from my family to get into cheerleading actually. So um, my, my sister was cheerleading for the Attention Eagles. Uh, and at that time I was in year 10, 11 and at secondary school. So I was playing football on the weekend. So I didn't really have time to kind of try and split what I was doing because it was sort of going through the GCSEs and I had to prioritize that. But I remember I was adamant I wasn't going to do cheerleading. Um, and I went to an ice hockey game because um, the Ascension Eagles used to cheer for a, a, a ice hockey team called the London Knights. Yeah. And they used to put them in the corner so the, the, uh, the athletes would sort of like create a beeline for the uh, players to walk through and like cheer them onto the floor. Uh, and so we all sat in this corner. And I remember I watched a guy, his name was Darren. He did a toss to hands extension. So this must have been like, I don't know, 2003. And I was just like, what is this witchcraft? <laughs> I want a bit of that. I want to do some of that. Wow. I was so impressed. I've never, I can honestly, if you like, everyone has pivotal moments. I could not believe how, how impressed and how much it impressed on me that this guy did a toss to hands extension. It was literally a toss to hands push up extension. And now you've seen what people are doing, you know, rewinds and whatever. But when I saw that, I was like, I want to, I want to do cheerleading. I, I need to learn how to do that. Um, so I think initially, actually, it was the thought of being able to stunt and do something that I just, I'd never seen before. I'd never watched gymnastics. I'd never watched acro. So I'd never seen it in that perspective either. So I saw Darren do a toss hands extension and I was just like, I, I need to get involved. So I sort of said as a joke on the way out to Shera, who was the director of the program at the time, I want to do cheerleading. And, and um, she's very persuasive. Um, but I ended up taking part in the Lord Mayor's show um, on New Year's Day, I think it was, giving out leaflets and stuff. And I went to my first practice on the Friday following and learned how to, learned how to do a uh, prep. And I was well impressed. <laughs> Uh, with um, three other three other people in the flat, um, might even have had a front spot. I'm not sure. And um, we did a prep, but I was always in my head. I was like, I need to learn how to do a toss hands extension. That was like that was like a benchmark for me. So yeah, it was probably there was like the, the strength and that the the, the dudes were showing. You were like, I, I want to be that. But he, it wasn't even that. It was just the fact that he was so blasé about it. You know, like you see people now just doing toss QP and it's like it's nothing. But like in 2003, I'm guessing like oh, yeah, toss hands. a toss hands extension was like big man. So I was just like, I need to learn how to do this. It's crazy. So yeah, he was so like, yeah, yeah, I just picked up, a, you know, I just did this skill. And I thought I need to learn how to do that because he, he doesn't even look like he's broke a sweat. So. Good. So I'm going to jump from a different question now then. Okay. So why tumbling? Why, why is your main passion now? ended up as tumbling if the original reason why you got into cheer was stunting? So I think um, initially we all come from, well, if you were cheerleading 20 years ago, it was all very much kind of like chuck and flick, you know, just literally pick people up and chuck them over. And then, and nah, Rob, I, was, I, was, I was only nine then, Rob. All right, mate. You were in cheer then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably about 15. So um, anyway, anyway. But uh, no, so in those days, when you were nine, we, it was literally, I just remember, 
partly I think it was because I was big enough to pick people up and help pick them over and chuck them over and whatever. It wasn't really a thing to learn. You weren't really learning back walkovers in those days. Yeah. It was like straight in back handspring. That was what that was what we were learning. And obviously you just pick people up and chuck them over. And that's that's kind of I think where the initial interest was because I just think I was one of the people who was, you know, big enough to, to be picking people up and um confident enough not to worry about taking a hit too much. Um, so I think initially it was kind of accidental um, because I was just one of the people who was around to be able to do it. Um, but I think then about, how old was I? Probably about 22 or 23. Um, I had about a three or four year break from cheerleading. And that's because I'd been ill and then I qualified as a teacher. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, in my head, I was thinking that's my career. I need to make sure I commit to it. Um, and I did about three or four years of that. And then I got the opportunity to come back into cheerleading. And um, I remember I messaged Angela and she was like, well, why don't you come and do some, some coaching at AEC? And I didn't think at that point, because it had been so long, I didn't know if I'd be, you know, capable. So um, Angela got me in and I was very lucky to be working with um, a coach called Laura and I got to work with her for a year on, on a youth one team and because she's so specific about the grips and the way things work yeah it was a really good way to get back into cheerleading um, and I think Angela got the purring really good because um, it meant that I could really tidy up on the on the, the basic stuff and make sure that I got that right um, but then alongside that Gareth was looking for someone to, to, you know, go around and do the big G clinics with him. Um, so like Gareth Green. Gareth Green, yeah, so big G. Yeah, yeah, big G, big G. Yeah, and so initially he got me going around and I was just working with him. It was, I was very fortunate to be able to get into tumbling the way that I have because, um, as I say, I was doing kind of being reintroduced into cheerleading Yeah. Um, with Laura on the youth one team. You went straight back into coaching. There was no like still doing cheer or competing. You went straight back into this coaching. Not initially, no. Um, so initially, I was coaching with Laura, and then going around with Gareth doing the clinics up and you know up and around and everywhere, which is amazing because um, alongside him he had a an athlete called Aisha, who's you know was progressing as a coach as well. But she was a Hungarian gymnast, so we had Gareth who trained with. Uh, um, GB, so he was like gymnastic background, and then obviously Aisha, who was a very high level gymnast in herself. But alongside that, I was doing the work, I was learning the tumble um, at AEC as well. So I had a really good combination of um, influences to help sort of progress me in the in a new way, which was more of a hands off approach. So that's kind oh, of cool. Best part about coaching, so. Now you are coaching and you're full-time coaching. You've actually quit your teaching. Well, you're back teaching again now, home teaching, but you quit your teaching job. Yeah. You full-time coach, right? Yeah, full-time for AEC. Why did you do that? And what's your favourite part about coaching? So, um, again, I just think it was um, an opportunity at the time and I don't think it would have been there again had yeah. I not taken it. Um, so I remember having the conversation with with Kelly, and I was just kind of like, "Look, this opportunity's come up. Um, 
I don't know if it will come up again. Um, I was teaching at the time, I'm an English teacher, and I was kind of getting a little bit disillusioned with it because of the way that teaching was going and the way that teachers were being treated and the way that I kind of, I personally felt like pupils were were commodities rather than individuals. And I, I, I didn't, I never really got over it. Um, and so um, when I first met Kelly, she asked me what I'd do if I wasn't a teacher. And I said, I, I, I don't really want to do cheerleading. So when the opportunity came up, I, I kind of felt like I, I had to take it because it was, it was too good. It was one of those opportunities that you'd never get again. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it what's was your favourite part about coaching? Like, why? Why? Why are you so passionate? And it's your full-time job. Um, I think it's because, well, firstly, I prefer. I I love working with young people. It was, you know, it's why I went into teaching. It's why I wanted to be a coach. And and so working with young people is great. But I also think, when you see someone do something that they didn't think they would ever be able to do. Sorry about that, dude. Like some girl just screaming. I can't hear it. <laughs> the zombies, I think the zombies are already coming. <laughs> was he? Was, was he? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm going to jump all the fences and end up at the Winchester. <laughs> you got red on you. <laughs> but, um, Sorry, I'll cut you short there. No, that's all right. Um, so I think when you see an athlete do something that they never thought they would be able to do or they never imagined that they would be able to do, yeah, that's a real kind of drive to want to keep doing it so the first time you see or you've worked with someone they do a drop down to bridge or when the, the time they, they they first time they do that yes seeing, seeing the kids progress and get better and yeah. helping them achieve that that's the thing that really motivates me because i'm a big i'm i'm a big believer in journeys and i like a journey i like i like the thought of going from here to here and so when you see and you're part of that person's journey and then they get to their summit or whatever it is. Um, I don't know. There's something really special. makes you warm inside. Yeah, that warm <laughs> yeah. feeling. Yeah, I get it. No, I get it. I've only I've only just started coaching, but I get that's that's why I went into coaching was I want to take a group of athletes and I want to help them not just in cheer life, but the lessons you learn. A bit like Coach Carter. <laughs> The, the lessons you learn in the gym is yeah. for life as well. Like if you're late to practice, then you're going to be late for your job. If you're messing around at practice, you're going to mess around at work like or school. Um, I, I, I agree. I think we work really hard at AEC to lay down really good foundations where athletes can kind of, you know, if we have this expectation on ourselves as individuals, but also ourselves as a collective. Yeah. Um, then it's only going to benefit us all overall. So, awesome. So, seeing as tumble is your niche, if that's the right word, what is the your favourite skill? You're only allowed to pick one. You can't be greedy. Your favourite skill to teach? I picked two. Okay. Two. <laughs> yeah, please, <laughs> please do it that. Um, at the moment, then. One of the things that I'm really enjoying teaching is a good bridge. So I've been, I, I did try to narrow it down. I had the back handspring, I had the standing tuck um, and standing forward. But at the moment, I feel like, I feel like you go through phases of things that you, you want to really teach well. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm about to go into to layouts as well with, with like the way I want to teach it and, and really enjoying it. But at the moment, it's, it's the bridge. I think 
um, I had an opportunity to talk to um, a guy called Rommel, um, who's at World Cup, and Debbie Love when we spoke at a conference in um, January for spring. And we were just talking about um, skills that we like to teach. And I was talking about the bridge and how I teach the bridge with toilet rolls and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, So if yeah. people don't know, Rob is a massive advocate of, hence the joke. So I took the mic out of his, every time he put a video up, he had a stack of different bits on his shelves. And I wasn't quite out how good his video was, just <laughs> how good his shelves were. <laughs> so he's now emptied them. And he's now just got a toilet roll. Um, and he uses the toilet roll. He stacks it under his chin. So if you go to his Instagram, he's got a stack of um, techniques to how you can use the toilet roll to help with, is it normally like head alignment, shoulder, arm alignment? Yeah, so uh, it can be used in multiple, multiple ways. You can put it in your chin or you can put your thumbs in it uh, and or even even use it, hold it between your knees, but it works in so many different ways. So it's really useful. So I'm a, I'm a proper advocate for them, but that is kind of how it became, it kind of started with, you know, bridges and things like that. And the problem and with, with what we've lost out on toilet rolls is because Rob's got so big, that now these toilet rolls have got so big, we're now out of toilet rolls in the supermarkets. It's not because us coaches have them. That's what it is. <laughs> it's Bear Drill's fault. <laughs> I got your name right as well. I normally call you Bear, Bear Grills. Oh, yeah, I'm an adventurer as well, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we both look a bit. We both look a bit caveman, like mate. And I've been trying to work on the old. Uh, trying to get the flicks at the end. The old John Crosler off Unity. He's got one of them. Has he? Yeah. Good. Sorry, I keep getting you on your. Sp on, well, I'll ask you a question about. Um, That's all right. So yeah, the bridge. Um, yeah. So, a lot of the time when people do bridges, it kind of it's a bit like the, the child, the children's drawing where they're kind of like that and they yep. draw one into the other, but that means that the bend is in the hips. Um, but I read an article or I was sort of directed to an article where basically the kid, an athlete was doing loads of bridges like this and it, it damaged their um, lumbar vertebrae to the point where they ended up in a wheelchair. So I really wanted to make an effort in the way that I teach the shoulder flexibility in bridges so that the head was neutral and it was the shoulders doing the work and not the hips. But because of that, it has a knock-on effect to the way that you teach back handsprings because it means that these shoulders are more elastic in the way that they ping, um, which will work for that. The back walkovers are more beautiful and graceful because the athletes aren't pushing their hips forward, they're opening their shoulders. And then even further on down the line towards whips and things like that. So in terms of um, the bridge, uh, and I have got a whole YouTube page dedicated to it, Shapes that will um, help improve your tumbles. Plugging it. Plug it. But, so, um, cool. What's your YouTube called? Um, the Bear Cave, obviously. There you go. The Bear Cave on the YouTube. On the YouTube. On the, there is on a, the line. On, <laughs> <laughs> give us three rings. Another um, reference the kids won't get. <laughs> I'm only a few years older than you, so you're, you're, you're there with me. It's fine. Well, that's my Sky Sport, sorry. <laughs> what sports? Yeah, what's yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Um, yeah, right. so um but there is a whole there is a whole video dedicated to it. And basically, um if the bridge, which should be more like a right angle, 
rather than a, like a traditional bridge. It means that the shoulders are fully ex uh, extended, the shoulders are over the hands, the head is neutral and the body is straight rather than buckled, if you like, a little bit at the hips. You want a really nice um, straight shape. So at the moment, that's, that's the skill that I'm kind of trying to dedicate a lot of time to and enjoying teaching. Awesome. So a big, it's nice for you to say, I'm glad you've said foundations. You haven't just gone double form. Yeah, flipping <laughs> it up and catching it. Like, Whoa, adrenaline. You've gone like, I enjoy teaching the foundations, which make people do the double form and all the exciting skills mm -hmm. well that's what i mean that's what the um the youtube series was about really so initially i wanted to set up the youtube page because i wanted to look at foundations for tumbling and then from that have a dedicated page to those foundations but then progress through the levels into different things but ultimately um i feel like if we can get shapes right you can piece the shapes together and create tumbles so if an athlete well conditions those shapes the muscle memory and the core is so good that when it comes to joining an athletic position to a superman or an arch back to a hollow or an yeah. athletic position you've got the stages of a back handspring you've just got to put them together so that that's kind of my feeling on it and that's why um, i'm really keen on the uh on trying to create that series and hopefully it'll get it'll get more you know um exposure and it'll grow it's doing okay at the moment but i think um it's a you know anything with with something like youtube it is a long race isn't it it's not something that's going to just yeah yeah, yeah. oh definitely definitely um i love that what don't you think keeping the head tucked in would you not tell an athlete to look at their hands on a backhand spring backhand spring um i would encourage them to look with their eyes if that makes sense yeah so to the point of when they're moving their hands it's like their eyes are trying to roll back in their heads yeah i don't want this to happen because if they do this my feeling is that then they lose this because they're arching here yeah arching too much whereas the angle for a backhand thing should be created here by the shoulders whereas as soon as we do this our hips come forward and our knees buckle and then we're in a poor body position so if we can keep that head really neutral and if they have to look at their eyes then then we're still creating quite a strong shape can you still hear me sorry there was a lot of noise from upstairs so i put my airpod in Absolutely. So get rid of that um favorite time to plug so plug your your instagram's behind me but plug your website your uh, whatever accounts you use man go ahead plug yourself yeah so um the Instagram is, as you can see, at bear underscore drills. Um, on, on YouTube, um, you'll find me at the Bear Cave, but you might also have to put in RH Cheer Clinics um, to find it because it's, it's a new project, so it's not necessarily got as many clicks. So you might have to put um, RH Cheer Clinics and the Bear Cave in the same search to, to get the page up. Um, you can also check out my Facebook, which is at Coach Bear Drills. And then, um, on my website, actually, I've started to add a resources page where it kind of explains the YouTube videos in a little bit more detail. Um, and you can find that at rhcheerclinics.com. So um, have, a, have a look, give us a message, and if I can help out, I'll be more than happy to. Gosh, look at that. Professional plug right there. Big man. <laughs> Good. And going on about the um, shoulder flexibility and stuff, 
he has a lot on his Instagram and so do I. I'm sure you guys know that. Um, I actually done a video which goes quite well with the topic we've just spoke about. So whilst you've got all this time in this apocalypse, get onto Instagram and get flexible. You've heard it right here. No low back pain, better shapes, gets you to a double. <laughs> Always play the long race. Oh yeah, definitely. Foundations all the way. Um, thanks. So thanks for coming on, Rob, for the first ever one. And we, I will get you. We, I will get you back on, and we'll talk when I think all this is blown over a bit more technical, a bit more cheery. We can put loads more videos and stuff in. But I feel we just need to make people smile. To be honest, <laughs> I want. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring, I want to bring cheer, like smile to the cheerleader community um, with a little bit of knowledge. Well, I hope this stuff was usable. So, yeah. And me, I hope when I click, when I press stop, it records it and saves it. <laughs> that is that's still a bit of a fear for me, mate. I'll be honest. I am panicking. <laughs> it, it did work before. When I, I taught a class. I taught a class to um, uh, Legacy, Legacy Elite from yeah. ne the Netherlands. Um, Amsterdam, Netherlands, that way. Um, and they worked that day. I pressed record and I pressed stop and it recorded that. Day. Good. So everyone, check out the Instagrams. Check out Rob on his Instagrams and all his socials. Follow his YouTube. I'll be back in the next couple of days with another guest with the podcast that's not even called anything yet. <laughs> Just to get us through this apocalyptic time. Peace out, Rob. Peace, peace, peace. Cause we know we feel like puzzle pieces. Like puzzle pieces. Puzzle 